Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today is February 12th, 2019, and my co-host is Megan Kazak, Coordinator of Communications for the City of Stillwater. How are you today, Megan? I'm doing all right. I've had two cups of coffee already this morning, and yeah, it's a beautiful day. Did you notice I used our new department name? Yes, I did. Uh, Kind of what that's implying is that we're as interested in pushing information out to the citizens as we are in gathering feedback. Absolutely. And we've had all these engagement tools that we've released um, at the beginning of the year. So I think it's very, um, very fitting. And we're just so excited. We've gotten a lot of feedback already. Mm-hmm. And so lots yeah. of exciting Good stuff. Things. Well, today our um, guest is new police chief Jeff Watts. Uh, before, we, before we bring him on, let's uh, go with some basic facts about the Stillwater Police Department, Megan. Okay. So this is what we know. So in 2018, uh, there were 5,511 traffic citations. And, and also in 2018, there were 13,110 traffic tickets. And this is a big number, 40,573 police calls for service. That that's is amazing. An am- it's an amazing number. So uh, even though the traffic tickets, so you think that's mm-hmm. what they're spending the majority of their time no. doing, but that number, you know that they're, they're responding to calls in the, uh, uh, from the citizens. Um, well, Welcome, Jeff, and uh, thank you for coming to FYI Stillwater. Good morning. Um, so before we get started, we're going to do kind of a lightning round where we, um, we're going to loosen up with some questions, and they're going to be random yet revealing. All right. Are All you ready? Right. Yes. Be careful okay. what you ask for. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> no, this is fun. Let's see here. Um, well, since it's, it's the morning, I might ask this question. So are you sunrise daylight twilight or nighttime and why well i would say i'm a mixture between nighttime and sunrise i usually get up about four o'clock in the morning to start my day Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm an early riser i like to get in early and get things going hit the gym and uh, get my day started with uh with a good boost of energy from a workout that's fantastic that's wonderful and um let's see here so what is the most embarrassing fashion trend you used to rock oh you know when i was a kid in high school the popular thing then was to have a rat tail and so i had a braided rat tail that was also (laughs) dyed blonde and so my mom could not wait to cut it off. So when the time comes, she uh, when I graduated, she cut it off. And so stuck you it actually in my had this as a senior in high school. This, did this like uh, create problems dating and? Uh, <laughs> it was popular. It was popular. It was, it was the cool thing oh at the time, God. or at least I thought it was. <laughs> but looking back on it, is it is a pretty embarrassing fashion trend. Do you have a photo? I, I'm needing to see this. Well, I, I may just have to bring in like my my yearbook that actually has the rat tail still in it. That's what we need yeah, to see. Yeah, so we, there, there's a better visual than a, oh than a picture. Oh, my God. That's the thumbnail we'll use for our yeah, podcast. Yeah, please send okay. that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what was the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I, I would say the best piece of advice I've ever been given was by a leader that I really respected. And he said, don't spend all of your time dealing with 5% of your of your problem personnel don't forget about those folks who need your attention so it's easy to get wrapped up in problems and spending Mm -hmm. all of your time focusing on that and then you forget about the people who are doing good things every day Mm -hmm. and you forget to recognize them 
Yeah, that is really good advice because you can kind of go down a wormhole and, you know, spend so much time with uh, a situation you're probably never going to be able to correct. Absolutely. And then those folks who are just out there making a difference every day, they get mm-hmm. forgotten about. Right. And those those are the ones that we need to be really focusing on. Absolutely. Okay. Do we have another one? Let's see here. Yeah. How about we ask one more um, what would be the most surprising scientific discovery imaginable? Uh, it would have to be a cure for cancer. My That's mom true. died of cancer in 2006, mm-hmm. and I see every day people in our community who are just affected by cancer. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other day they had a bike rally over at District Bikes for mm-hmm. one of their uh, one of the riders who was who was suffering from brain cancer, and you, mm-hmm. you see how it, how it just tears families apart. It and is difficult. if mm-hmm. there was ever a, a cure for that, I think that would just be the most amazing event in history. You know, it really would change so many people's lives. I mean, it really would. I mean, I can think of so many people, and you know close to me that you know cancer has affected i mean it's mm-hmm. it, there's not a family that's not affected Ab- absolutely all right all right so, so that was our lightning round so yes. we learned that you had a rat tail yes yeah you're a morning person <laughs> uh, absolutely all right well um again welcome to fyi stillwater uh, the thing um that i really like to ask uh everyone is i'm really curious about people's career paths so how does one become a police chief. What was uh, what was your career? Well, my my initial uh, involvement with law enforcement was that I just I wanted to serve the community. I mm-hmm. wanted to 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 be involved in making a difference. And so, as I got into police work, uh, I really enjoyed just working from the patrol level. And then I think as you spend more time in your career, you start to see that you can do more and Mm -hmm. you start to push yourself toward that, taking on more leadership roles, more responsibilities. And I just think as your career goes on, you build on those and and to keep from becoming stagnant or or burned out, you keep moving forward. And eventually it it leads you to that leadership role of of chief of police. It's it's not something you set out to do. Right. It's something you're called to do. Right. And it's something that you just kind of develop as you build your career. Now, you were head of investigations, is that right? Yes. So um, so tell me a little bit of what it takes to be an investigator. Well, investigations is very detail-oriented work. Mm-hmm. It takes someone who really enjoys seeing uh, a case from the very onset all the way through the trial and to the end. Uh, one of the things that investigators often do is they kind of become an advocate for families. Mm-hmm. And so they, they really spend a lot of time involved with the victims and their families. And and even, you know, years after the case has been resolved, the families still call when they, they need something police related or they have a mm-hmm. question, they, they feel that connection to you. So to be an investigator, it really requires somebody who's kind of detail-oriented, mm-hmm. has a lot of commitment to working long hours to ensure a resolution for, for right. victims of crime. And I think people can see that, I mean, even though it's like um, fiction or they're listening to podcasts about, you know, cases and things, they always call the investigators and and they're like, oh, I remember, you know, it's like you know every detail of it because it kind of sticks with you because you've, I guess, spent so much time on certain cases. Yeah, and you feel that you get a, you know, a personal sense of accomplishment right. by completing mm-hmm. completing an investigation and seeing a case have its mm-hmm. day before a jury. Um, so you've been police chief now for a few weeks. Yes. Um, any surprises um, of what it's like to step into those shoes? No, not necessarily. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of meetings, a lot of uh, just getting oriented to the job of chief of police, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're coming into, we're just starting 
ramping up our budget. And oh, so, yeah. you know, we are, we're working on an $11 million budget and that's, mm-hmm. that's a big project. And when yeah. you come into it and you have two weeks to kind of get it finalized and submitted, that's right. probably been the biggest surprise. Yeah. And our CFO is, has been, you know, really, uh, helping us, uh, be more efficient and, uh, trying to take away some of the, you know, that it's, I mean, it is a lot, it's a big project and there's lots of steps to it, but she's really been spending a lot of time making sure that the department heads, uh, have an understanding of how budgets work and how the, uh, audit system works and all of that. Yeah. If it wasn't for her and our, of course our, our finance office, mm-hmm. you know, this would, would, would be overwhelming, but right. to have them there as mm-hmm. uh, just a lifeline, so to speak, mm-hmm. that you can pick up the phone at any time. They always welcome you to drop in. I mean, they're so personable. Right. I think sometimes we think of accountants as very rigid and, right. and kind of stone-faced and mm-hmm. not very helpful, but that's not been been no. my uh, experience here at the city. Uh, they're it's, so it's, excited about numbers. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but it's, it's the opposite of yeah. that. You know, they mm-hmm. want to help. They want to be involved. They want you... Uh, to be successful in mm-hmm. building a budget that uses our citizens' money to the to the best of its ability, right. and that that's a great thing. Yeah, and you know, taking that one step further, the um, Melissa Reams has been really good about going out into the public and making sure the public understands the budget as well. Um, so we've got balancing act that mm-hmm. kind of uh, dovetails into that. Absolutely, that's one of our civic engagement tools, and we're actually um, we're actually asking all of our residents to use balancing act to submit their um, their balance budgets and their suggestions for next year's budget and so you can actually go in there and and see what is allocated for this fiscal year and make recommendations yeah so almost everybody puts a whole lot of money into streets and then they can't balance yeah (laughs) take it away to to fund it so it's really a lot harder to balance the budget than most people under you know Mm -hmm. when when they think when they started it's like oh this is not going to be difficult i can get you know i can put all this money in streets but then you have to actually balance it so where yeah. are you going to pull it from mm-hmm. yeah i think it's kind of like balancing your own checkbook and your right. own account you know you can, you can you <laughs> can you can only uh, you can only afford to do certain things with the right. amount of money that's in your account and you've got to prioritize those mm-hmm. uh just like you would on your yeah. on your own and account. then they immediately decide we're going to raise sales tax we'll just rank you know mm-hmm. make it go up really high and then you realize oh i can't do that without a vote, vote of the of people. people so it, it's yeah. it's just not that easy. Absolutely. Uh, so um, I just kind of wanted to to touch base with you. Could you kind of give us an, an update on the safety level of our, our community and all the aspects and things that the police department and your partners have to do to keep our community safe? Well, you know, I think if you go and you do some research on our crime stats, you'll see that we're we're higher than we should be in the area of the likeliness in Oklahoma that you would be a victim of a, of a crime of theft or a property crime theft. That's one of the areas that, that we, we have to work on improving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when it comes to violent crime, you're, you're much less likely to be a victim in Stillwater than you are in Oklahoma in general. Uh, but it's the, it's the property crimes is where we see a significant increase. And, and I think the reason is, is that we have a lot of, of, of students in town mm-hmm. who are often uh, targeted by by thieves they you know they want to steal their computers their bicycles their personal property and and our residents um oftentimes are targeted their cars uh is probably our biggest area of theft you know we have over over a thousand calls for service just related to thefts from vehicles so what can the students do to protect themselves a little bit more the number one thing is is take your valuables out of your car put them, you know, inside where they're safe. Because mm-hmm. if they walk by your car and they see a handbag, they see a computer bag, they see anything of value, they're going to get into your car. Yeah. Um, 
and then also bicycle thefts. You know, last year was was the last couple of years has been huge for bicycle thefts, and a lot of people think, well, uh, you know, it's a bike theft. How how much can that really cost? But we're looking at over thirty thousand dollars in stolen bikes wow. for the 2017-2018 year. Uh, a lot of folks go out and they buy a cable lock for their bike. They put mm-hmm. it on, you know, put it on a bike rack. And, and our thieves have learned uh, bolt cutters are very effective against cable locks. Right. So, so the hardened steel locks, uh, pay a little more for the lock and, mm-hmm. and keep your bike safe. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, I just remember in college, I got one of those little locks that you could put on your laptop and you're supposed to like chain it to a desk or whatnot. And, but it's, it's so simple. You realize when you're in the library, you think I'll just step away for a second and go get a book or go get a water. And then you you could have anything stolen yeah. <laughs> in a moment. Yeah. And, and another thing I would really like for our residents to focus on is, you know, we're, we're a state that has pretty open gun laws. A lot of mm-hmm. folks have firearms. Um, get those out of the vehicles and put those inside. We're seeing an enormous increase in gun thefts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those are coming from unlocked vehicles. Uh, a lot of folks don't even realize their gun is missing till days or weeks oh, later. Wow. Uh-huh. And so those guns find their way out into the street and that creates a, a more hazardous situation for our residents, our police officers, mm-hmm. for, for just our general public. So uh, if you you know, if you're going to have firearms in your car, be responsible. Make sure those get locked up in the house at night, every night. Well, those are uh, good tips. Yes, yeah. and I know another conversation that we've we've had before, too, is when to call 911 and when to call the 24-hour non-emergency phone number. Could you kind of explain the differences between when to call 911 yeah. and when to call If the it's other? an emergency, if it's something that needs a police officer right now, call 911, regardless of whether, you, if you're not sure, if you're kind of on the fence, err mm-hmm. on the side of caution and call 911. Uh, call our call our normal business line. Uh, whenever it's not an in-progress call, it's something that is not of urgent. So your car got broken into last night, you woke up this morning, went out, found out some things were missing, you don't need to call 911. Um, you're driving down the road, there's a bad crash in front of you, uh, something along those lines call 911 somebody is knocking at your door you don't know who they are and you're concerned for your safety call 911 thank you yeah um let's um move into this uh community outreach program that the police have been working on can you uh tell us about that i know it's got several components to it yeah the community outreach program was was started a few years ago uh paul pregel who's mm-hmm. now the airport airport, yeah. airport director. yeah he kind of really got this thing up and running and did an outstanding job of uh, getting getting the police department in, engaged with the community on a lot of different levels um it it the community outreach program is meant to kind of bridge the gap between the police department and the community mm-hmm. it helps bring us together for civic events for special events and kind of gets us working together so that we can kind of uh we you know most usually when the police get called it's because something's not right. good but mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for us to get involved when things are good mm-hmm. and things uh, and it shows the community that we are part of them and they are part of us right uh now i did the um uh the police academy and i have to say that was really eye-opening uh, you know because it was the uh, you know it's like how do you respond to uh, you know like a an active shooter like in a parking lot at, a, at walmart or something mm-hmm. uh, and it's like there's no good answer <laughs> you know and you you really do start to say oh why you know, this is why the police do a certain thing, because when you're standing there in that situation, it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm not quite sure. Do I shoot the guy? Do I tase him? Do I, if I don't do something, all these people could get hurt. So you really start understanding the 
intense stress and, and what the officers are going through because it's really um, – it, it, like I said, it's just really eye-opening to me. Yeah, the Citizens uh, Police Academy is probably one of the best things mm-hmm. that we've started. I mean, a lot of other agencies mm-hmm. have done this for years, and, and we got this up and running. I think we're on the fourth academy right, right. now. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's hugely beneficial to mm-hmm. the public to come in and see why we do things the way uh-huh. we do and to get a better understanding that obviously it's not as easy as it appears. Yeah. And when you're put there to make those mm-hmm. literally life-and-death situations, even in a mock scenario, yeah. You see the stress, and you mm-hmm. see the anxiety and the decision-making that goes into that, and, and you think, wow, this is pretty tough. Yeah. Imagine mm-hmm. what it's like if it's in real like life. Mm-hmm. That's know? really the deal. It's like, you know, like, and you have to make a decision, and you have to live with it. And uh, it was, it, like I said, it was really eye-opening to me. Uh, yeah, and, and each one of those decisions not only come with, you know, the, the personal mm-hmm. uh, decision, but also, you know, if that decision's wrong, you could lose everything you oh, worked your entire the, life the for. Scrutiny. You could go to prison for the rest yes. of your life. I mean, you lose your job, lose your family. I mean, mm-hmm. it could really have lifetime yeah. impacts. And so it is, It's but it is great for our community to mm-hmm. see how well-trained we are right? and, and how how professional we are in dealing with those yeah. situations and how hard it is to, to get somebody to that level. Yeah, so whenever uh, the police academy enrollments come open, people really should, if they have an opportunity to do it, to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's one of those opportunities for us to also hear from our community, mm-hmm. you know, what their perceptions of law enforcement are wow. and how we handle different things, and then for them to have an opportunity to role play those same mm-hmm. situations and, and understand why kind of we go down the road we do. Uh, we're coming to the end of our um, conversation. Is there anything I didn't cover that you would like to address? Well, you know, I, I just I would add that you know our our police department is dedicated to our community, to mm-hmm. the city of Stillwater. Uh, we want to make sure that our citizens feel safe, and we're working diligently every day, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, to keep folks safe. And 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 you know, we are the community. The community is us. And, um, you know, as we move forward, we're going to continue to focus on on more engagement with the community, more involvement with the community. And for, we want the community to feel 100% comfortable talking to a police officer or stopping by if they need something. Absolutely. Well, um, congratulations on your promotion. Thank you. And uh, we'll probably have you back and uh, probably bring some other officers in and, and talking about each of the departments. As yeah, well. any, so anytime. Some, I'd be glad to come back. There's so speak. much going on up there that yes, people there may not realize. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Yes, that was a good conversation, Megan. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's move on to the mailbox. Uh, you know, every week the city receives questions in a lot of different ways, including email, social media, even phone calls. Um, this one came up at our recent pop-up city hall that we had um, at the Prairie Arts Center. So a resident asked uh, city manager Norman McNichol why trailers were prohibited at the uh, Convenience Collection Center. Did you find that answer? Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I believe, is when the change was made. Mm-hmm. And it, usually people brought, you know, yard waste on their trailer, and you can recycle that there. Um, but it's a, if you've ever been to the Convenience Collection Center um, on Perkins Road, it's at 807 South Perkins Road. It's um, it's a narrow area. It's really a safety um, concern. Yeah, because it's not as large yeah. of a driveway as you might mm-hmm. think from the road. And so um, that was just um, made for, for safety. And, of course, you know you also can if you live in city limits you can dispose of your yard waste at the curb on every collection day that isn't your first collection day of the month because that's recycling a glass day but um you know you can always call customer service you can always call um 
the convenience collection center and and if you have a question or something like that and see how we can help you um but we're really just trying to keep everyone's safety in mind but there are other options and opportunities for you to dispose of that yard waste this is what my situation is what's the best way let's see how we can help you but yeah because yeah, they're very the customer uh, service oriented over there. If anyone's ever gone through there, I mean, they they do their best to help you get rid of your um, your recyclables, your trash, whatever it is you're trying to get rid of. Absolutely, they're very helpful. Um, and that number four zero five seven four two eight two four five for customer service. Yes. So. All right. Mm. Yeah. Good question. Uh, also, at the uh, pop up city city hall, there was a question about when does the moratorium. Uh, on tickets for backyard chickens end and you know yeah. do we know anything about that yet we know that it's going to end on april 30th so a few months ago council addressed that and that was when that april 30th was when that moratorium was set so um we should be hearing about it in a council meeting fairly soon and mm-hmm. so we'll just continue st- uh, to watch the agendas mm-hmm. we try to post on social media leading up to when those um types of conversations are happening but uh stillwater.org slash agenda is where we post all the agendas for all meetings so and if you follow social media we're really good about putting the agendas on there as Mm -hmm. well links to those so you should know when a meeting is about to come up and some of the topics so when that topic comes up we will make sure that we post about it absolutely well thanks so much well thank you for listening to fyi stillwater if you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.